Hello there, welcome to episode 56 of the Post-Concussion Syndrome Awareness Podcast. And I'm your host as always, it's just me, uh, David. And um, the main thing that needs to be discussed, I think more than anything else, given the last couple of years that we've been through, is trauma-based um, issues which tend to exacerbate and sometimes even be, in my opinion, be the base of uh, the foundations of post-concussion syndrome. And for anybody that's been through a mild traumatic, traumatic or severe traumatic brain injury, you will possibly have some conception of the idea that your previous early or mid or current life traumas have given a lot of weight to the severity of your brain injury. Now, what do I mean by this? Well, I mean that actually, yeah, okay, okay, okay. if you had a happy, uh, so-called happy, normal uh, upbringing in childhood and never suffered any traumas or any issues or anything else, it's not so easy to measure that against somebody else's traumas. Because one slight thing for one person could lead to a similar level of trauma given PCS or fibromyalgia, any other illness or psychological personality disorder or anything that could cause an equally compounded effect later in life. Now, you've got to think about these early life causes of trauma as like the seeds, the seeds that you would put into later on in life, if you had a brain injury, if you had a concussion, mild traumatic brain injury, traumatic brain injury, severe traumatic brain injury, it doesn't matter. The seeds which are sown through the early trauma or traumatic instances in your life, whether uh, parents or siblings were emotionally, psychologically, physically or sexually abusive towards you uh, in, in terms of increasing degrees of, of severity, as I've, I've mentioned that list, then there would be a, a point where you could suffer, a fa- in my opinion, you could suffer a far worse uh, injury and post-concussion syndrome or PPCS, prolonged or persistent post-concussion syndrome, um, experience because of that early life trauma. Now, everybody will say, oh, well, there's no scientific links, there's no scientific evidence, there's no science, there's no science, 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 like a mantra. They'll always say that, and they'll always be right in their own opinions because the people that say that haven't been through it. And so, well, why would you actually listen to them anyway in the first place? Most scientists, people that study neurology, brain science, everything else, 90-odd percent, 95%, maybe 98 97% of them won't have been through any type of traumatic brawn, a brain injury, brawn injury, brain injury. And, and so, well, you know, if, if you were going to learn how to drive a car or ride a bike, 
why would you listen to the opinions of somebody who'd never driven a car before or, or rode a bike? You know, if you wanted to run a marathon, why would you listen to somebody who'd only written about and hypothesized and theorized and, and scientifically studied marathons? You wouldn't, would you? You'd go to the best person, i.e. us here, right now, listening to this, talking about this, myself, and as I'll be talking about with other people soon, I'm going to have some exciting new podcasts and video casts soon, hopefully, in, in this era of uh, uh, the communist flu and everything that's going on. We're going to get some people on soon. So, But anyway, the, the whole point is, well, stop listening to Mr. Google, Mrs. Google, Big Brother, Big Mother, all those that want to kind of, you know, the, the loony left wacky, liberals just want to kind of gaslight everybody and, and just want to kind of paper over the fact that we are all very very different but very very alike and and the whole point of it is well actually despite any differences that we might have despite any pains that we might have from PCS or everything else then we're actually more united now than ever before so, trauma-based problems come about, as I learned, in early life. In the last couple of years, I always talk about fibromyalgia in the podcast, by the way, but in the last couple of years, here in the UK, finally, finally, under the radar, you, you could have blinked and missed it. What happened in Spain and Holland and other countries a few years ago finally happened in the UK, and fibromyalgia was classed as a disability. But you would have blinked and missed it. Not been discussed anywhere. Nobody talks about it. I only found it out. I was like, how did that happen? How did this happen? It went under the radar. Well, actually, the way that it happens under the radar is because the drug companies, the government, mafia, and all those people don't want you to know the fact that your lifelong disability, that's fibromyalgia, or, or linked to PCS and stuff as well, is actually very, very debilitating. And they tried to do the same with ME and F, uh, CFS and everything else. They tried to gaslight all of us into saying, well, if you just had some CBT sessions, you'd be okay, and you'd get over yourself and realise that it's just all in your mind. And I've experienced this from NHS staff and nurses and doctors and specialists, so-called specialists down the years as well. If you just realise that it's all in your mind and it doesn't exist, just like food intolerances and allergies and things, they don't exist because we're NHS, because we're nurses and doctors and we've been indoctrinated by a system that just sells drugs for profit, then you would understand that you, the sufferer of fibromyalgia PCS, are totally wrong. Well, luckily, that opinion is now changing a little bit slightly. A little bit, a tiny bit. I think it's been like a gradual tide of turning. And I don't mean to decry anybody in the NHS, but you know, but if you are and you've been in the NHS 
or the health services in the last two, three years, and you haven't stood up or blown the whistle or stood up for uh, your um, Hippocratic Oath, then I don't have any sympathy with you or any time for you. Uh, if you're now finally deciding to stand up for it, then fair enough. You know, you took your time. What what kept you? What kept you from standing up? Uh, you know, apart from saving your own soul, saving your own ass <laughs> at the expense of all of us. But anyway, that's enough uh, joviality and, and joking aside. Um, the whole point with the PCS and with brain injury and the trauma is that they're all related. I've just recorded another podcast tonight uh, for the Fibromyalgia Awareness Podcast. And you can look that up and find it easily if you have PCS and fibromyalgia. It's on Amazon, Audible, iTunes, Spotify, Google, and everywhere else you can imagine. Just just Google Fibromyalgia Awareness Podcast. And you will find it, I promise you. And I'm so glad that it's being well distributed now. And I'm so glad that we've got so many listeners as well. Uh, 10,000 plus listeners. I mean, it, it's absolutely it's absolutely incredible to me um, that I can just sit here and spout off this stuff and, and tell you what I think and, and you know what I've learned and what I've researched and and the, the hard experience of where I've been um, you know I'm, I'm not just some kind of donkey sat here um, you know giving you incorrect facts and stuff I'm talking about 15 16 years of hard research reading, learning, experiencing, talking to doctors, talking to specialists, talking to surgeons, talking to functional medicinal doctors, talking to healers, talking to everybody that's got any interest in the subject. And learning how to get out of the system. Once you're down bare rabbit hole, that's it. You're absolutely fucking lost in the NHS, in the pharmaceutical system rabbit hole. They will take you down this so gradually, slowly, that you won't even realise where you've gone. And then one day, you'll look back up the hole and you'll see that, that faint glimmer of daylight. Like, oh, where is that faint glimmer of, of hope that I once had? And so, this all leads us back to the trauma. The trauma of PCS, the trauma of mild traumatic brain injury, the trauma of traumatic and severe tra traumatic brain injury. And they are very, very, very well linked together. Um, it's something that's not addressed enough. It has social consequences, either from childhood, whether it be from childhood, teenage years, youth, uh, a young woman, manhood, or up to adulthood. It doesn't matter what time or what point in your life at which you acquire a brain injury or you a uh, traumatic brain injury. It really doesn't matter. All that matters is that you have to have a plan. And by, by what I say, it means a plan is you need to be able to develop and devise a plan for yourself. Nobody else is going to come and save you. The NHS, the medical system, the doctors, the allopathic, the pharmaceutical industry, they're not interested in saving you are helping to heal you or make you better. 
it was very naive to believe. I'm sorry, it's, I'm sorry to be sound judgmental, but it's very, very, very naive to believe that they want to help to heal you or make you better. I've yet to find one doctor in 16 years of this condition that, that has actually seriously... Well, yeah, some of them might have wanted to, to help you to heal, but they didn't know what to do. There's a big difference, yeah? Intentions and ability in the medical profession are very, very separate things. Yeah, you can, you can want to help a patient to heal. You can, as a doctor, you can do everything you believe you should do, but if you don't know how to heal them, they might be able to heal themselves, like I did. I, I, I'm nothing special. I'm not educated. I'm a crude, um, rude type of man. And I've, I've, I've learned medicine and functional medicine, natural medicine myself, out of nothing. I have no qualifications. I have no education to speak of. But I, I've managed to do it myself. I'm not anything special. But they have supposed degrees and doctorates and God knows what else. And yet, they, they can't do the job. So it's like, well, you know, listen to them as much as you want to do and take their advice as much as you, you want to do. But in the end, at the harsh cold reality, the cold, harsh light of day is that they will not heal you. You have to heal yourself. And that is the first thing that I've learnt down the years, in the last 20 odd years of um, uh, practicing and, and teaching Reiki, angelic Reiki, sound healing, Kotodama, energy and, and functional medicine and healing is healer. Heal thyself. So it might be a good idea to to kind of look into those practices. Yeah. They might seem out there and, and different and, and not not uh, kind of you know, kind of societally accepted, normally accepted, but in my experience those disciplines led me to uh, the ability to heal myself. Uh, and I'm sat here now talking to you. You know, I'm not dead. I'm not gone. I'm not <laughs> I'm not uh, stuck in a hole. I'm not, you know, terribly disadvantaged. I'm just saying that well actually, yeah, I too myself have had my fair share of trauma as everybody else has. We've all got CPTSD, complex post traumatic stress disorder, to some extent in this lifetime. Yeah, there will be something that fucks us all up, that messes with all our heads at some point in our lives that could come around any kind of interval. And that is a fact of life. If you claim that you don't and you're not and that you're all perfect and all kind of kind of happy and lovely, then you're probably hiding under some kind of great white shadow uh, and you'll probably project that out to the world as like, I'm Mr. or Mrs. Miss perfect or whatever uh, and those people you should you'd want to avoid like a plague in my opinion because they're some of the most harmful sociopaths and psychopaths and people in society you think of like your, your government leaders and presidents and prime ministers and so on as well they hide under this great white shadow and um, they never get out of it but anyway I'm digressing so trauma 
Trauma comes from early childhood. What do we mean by trauma? Trauma is a traumatic event, something that destabilizes us at the very center of our core. Whether it be emotionally, whether it be psychologically, whether it be physically, whether it be sexually, uh, something that we do not need to experience as children, such as sexual abuse by pedosexuals. And I don't call them pedophiles because pedophile is not a fitting term. Pedosexual is somebody that is an abuser of children. Um, and this, unfortunately, is a very, very, very common frequent occurrence these days, even in this day and age. It's an age-old problem. And it's not just men. It's women as well. Men, Both men and women empower the abuse of children. Fact. So, what are we going to do about this trauma? There's no blame being laid. There's no accusations. You know, calm down. What it means is, what we're going to do about the traumas. The traumas stay with us for our entire life. We have to find ways to try to heal that. Often, from childhood, if these things happen in early childhood, or they will, we will bury them like a dog with a bone. We'll bury it as deep as possible to try and hide it, or like a rat trying to hide its food. We will try to bury that so deeply that nobody ever sees it, including ourselves. And unfortunately, that is one of the psychological key triggers that will, in my opinion, trigger the onset of post-concussion syndrome in somebody that has a mild traumatic brain injury, or, or worse, when that injury occurs. And I'm yet to meet probably anyone who's had, who's spoken to me over this last, since 2006, since I've been dealing with this, so that's like, I don't know, 18 years or more, or whatever. I'm yet to speak to anybody who's had, I know I've spoken to literally thousands of people by email, Twitter, Facebook, everything else over those years, and personally, or over the phone and Skype and everything. I've yet to meet anybody that, has not had some type of trauma, early life trauma, that's developed PCS. Let that sink in. A lot of them haven't told me stuff that has gone on, but I've, second, I've kind of read into what they've said to me, uh, but many, 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 many more have. And there are some that are kind of in between where they don't want to talk about it, which I respect as well. But this uh, key into the proliferation of PCS and PPCS has to be from trauma. Now, in terms of drug addiction, alcohol addiction, they always say, what we say these days, it will actually, the gateway to addictions of any kind, drug addiction, sex addictions, um, codependency, alcohol, drug addictions, whatever it is, are through trauma. And the early life trauma always starts. So wherever it, well, it could be early life trauma, or you can have, obviously, obviously with homelessness uh, and displacement, you're going to get uh, early life trauma contributing to that. 
plus people that have been in prison, uh, got out again and then remain homeless or addicted to drugs and alcohol. And of course, uh, beautiful, wonderful servicemen and service women, uh, more, more, more so servicemen, uh, whom have ended up homeless and on the streets because of the trauma, the persistent post-traumatic stress disorder and trauma that they've had. Uh, it is a fact that uh, there's something like eight times more men than women end up homeless or in, on the streets because of, of trauma and so on. Uh, it's just a fact. It is uh, quite common. Um, I know in, in terms of military, army, military, navy, RAF and so on, uh, the vast majority are generally men. Uh, and that's just the way it is. Um, it doesn't help anybody uh, about trying to digress and discuss about who the worst victims of war are. That's just a, a horrible argument that, that needs to be um, uh, challenged. But the trauma that comes from that, and the PCS, um, the military guys and, and, and girls and so on as well aren't so willing to talk about. But all of that all leads into PCS. It all leads into it, in my opinion. I am hypothesizing here. So, you know, if you listen to this and say, why, you don't know what he's talking about. It's not, you're not a scientist. You're not a scientist. You can't not research it. Well, don't shoot me down in flames. All right? Because I've lived through this. I've experienced and I know, I know so many people I've spoken to about this. And they'll all say the same. They all have the same opinions. They all have the same conclusions as well so yeah just just bear in mind that that traumatic base level is very different for very different members of society yeah i know we're all supposedly born equal but then what happens after that and how we grow up and how we brought up depends on what the first phase of it our adolescent years then depend on the second stage and then whatever trauma happens after that tends to be the defining factor in how the severity of our um, traumatic brain injury will impact us going forwards, whether it leads to chronic uh, conditions like PCS or not. And so, um, what else can you say? Well, the inflammation that I talked about in the fibromyalgia awareness podcast tonight and things as well, uh, as being a secondary cause from fibromyalgia, I feel, well, yeah, both fibromyalgia, FMS, fibromyalgia syndrome, and PCS, post-concussion syndrome, the both syndromes, so it's a collection of symptoms, it's an umbrella term for a carousel of symptoms that affect us. Now, PCS, same as I've just discussed tonight about fibromyalgia, PCS is not classed as an inflammatory condition. But woe betide how many of us have secondary or tertiary inflammation as a result of our brain injuries, whether it be in your neck, your spine, we have to go to chiropractic, you've got problems, you've got pressing on nerves, myofascial tissues, everything else. But if you listen to Mr. Google and the Mr. Google scientists out there on the internet, they will say, no, that is not what it, that's not right, that's not right. And these again are people that have never experienced PCS 
in their lives. And I'm so I'm getting so tired of uh, saying this in some fashion. I get so tired of saying, "Well, do not listen to people that don't understand what you're going through." Yeah, no matter how official they look, they might be number one or two on the search rankings of Google. Oh my God, that reminds me of my own brother. My own brother is like, I, I I won't read anything past the fifth result on Google. Well, on any subject whatsoever I just think well yeah you're my brother I love you but you're pretty fucking stupid aren't you um, so Mr Google tends to kind of you know kind of herd stupid people into one field and keep them all there uh, in the same pattern of thought and yeah you know that's the way the world's been going for the last couple of years Life is now divided into, uh, th people are divided into thirds. The bottom third are just so scared, waiting for mummy and daddy to come and save them. They'll blindly do whatever they're told, believe whatever they're told. The middle third, no, it's possibly bullshit. Uh, in fact, they probably understand that it's bullshit. But they will do whatever they're told just so they can get the holiday, or they can get the little, little little glimpse of freedom or whatever they think. Back to normal. It's all it's all going to be normal again. And they're like, oh, okay, right. They, they, they're doing it, but they don't believe it. And then the final third, uh, so the first third is like clean minds, brainwashed. The middle third is like kind of like, under, kind of like split dissonant minds. And then the final third are renegade minds, which are like, well, from day one, when all this shit started, I just knew in my heart of hearts, it was utter bullshit. Plan for the 21st century, 2020 vision for communist, fascist, Marxist, bullshit dictatorship takeover of the... And, and just look at Australia and places like that, and you'll see what I mean. But anyway, uh, you can agree or disagree with me. I'm not, I'm not bothered. But anyway, the traumatic issues that accompany PCS are very, very, very real. Uh, and I'm hoping to uh, have this as a part of a conversation piece with guests in the near future. There will be guests on the videocast and the podcast as well. Uh, and I'm hoping to do something different with the website very soon over the course of this year. Uh, that will bring a lot more kind of interaction for all of us as well. So if, if you have any suggestions, if there's anything you want to bring up or uh, kind of challenge me with, uh, look for me on Twitter, at PostConcussion, or at David74, that's D-A-V-I-G-E-7-4. Uh, you can find me on Facebook, David Bottomley, or on the post-concussion syndrome awareness um, worldwide groups. And I'm on Instagram, Instagram as well, uh, which is the healing channel, which is uh, Inward Matrix, at Inward Matrix. Uh, you can all, also find the other stuff from doing any Inward Matrix podcast and uh, paranormal stuff as well. Uh, just recorded a uh, really, really fun... Um, <laughs> It was, it's kind of showbiz, but a really fun um, hour-long special that went out on the YouTube channel of Overnight. 
overnight he's part, I think it's, uh, it's the American guys and we went down to the Hellfire Caves in West Wickham near London and did uh, they took me as a medium to do the paranormal um, uh, kind of walk around there and it was a lot of fun to do really enjoyed doing it um, but it's, it's, it's had a lot of views and if, you, if you're into that kind of thing as well then I'm sure that you really enjoy it so go to YouTube Look for the Overnight channel and look for the episode, which is the Hellfire Caves. And I'm sure you'll really enjoy watching me make a, a complete ass of myself there. And we had a great laugh doing it as well. So a lot of thanks to those guys from um, uh, TFIL uh, as well, which is Elton Casty and uh, Matt Rife and all the others as well. Uh, and you can find all of them on Instagram as well too. So yeah, it was a lot of fun. And uh, I'm a good friend, Bradley McCaskill, uh, from Haunting Nights and Psychic Nights in the UK. And um, yeah, that was just um, it's it's good to do that kind of thing. You know, the more variety, the better. So anyway, yeah, please um, keep uh, a lookout for future episodes because there's going to be more. Uh, and I promise you, even after that long break that I've had, uh, I'm going to bring you some more exciting content and, and some more really, really good discussions with people as well. Uh, hopefully we'll have like Zach Shafiq back on soon and uh, a lot of the other people that have, have been kind of queuing up to podcasts as well while they've been away. So once again, uh, I want to thank you so much uh, for listening and for your time. Uh, for your energy and for, for yeah for putting up with me and my opinions because I know I'm often very outspoken but more than anything else my heart is in the right place and more than anything else I want to help people that have been through or are going through now today what I went through like 10, 15, 16 years ago because back then I had nobody to get me through that yeah I was alone I was like trying to work my way through it fight my way through it just just and, and to get to the other side these days you don't have to be alone that is the main message that I want to give to you from PCS Awareness Worldwide is it excuse me excuse me again you do not have to be alone at all people right there's a lot of love for you there in our groups. If you join our groups on Facebook, there's a lot of love and a lot of support through energetically support there. It's not a support group because support means going physically to help somebody and to actually be there physically to support somebody. So we say it's an awareness group, which is there to give you the information which you need to support yourself or to be able to find somebody else in your local community who can equally try to support you as well. So I like to make that distinction, all right? Don't think I'm nitpicking, but that is a distinction that I make. A lot of groups on the internet say, this is a support group, support group, support group, but they're not. At the end of the day, you're on the other end of the, 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 the tippy-tappy internet from somebody else, and they can't actually support you. Yeah, because the minute you leave that, your smartphone, whatever, they're not there for you. Whereas support in real terms is to actually hold somebody up. 
Right, so I'll leave you with that thought. And for now, much gratitude, much love to all of you. And um, I, I look forward to speaking to you again very, very soon. Good night.